0: And welcome to the Debbie Dimes podcast on the Any Given Sunday Dynasty League pod channel. These podcasts are designed to be short and sweet to give you actionable information regarding Debbie and how it how to draft it more effectively and more educated. Today we're going to be breaking down the running back position, figuring out what it takes to be a running back, and how you as a Debbie drafter can spot the next breakout star. Can you find the next Saquon Barkley? the next Leonard Fournette, the next Bijan Robinson, maybe. Let's take a gander at it today. I have done a study over the last 10 days that has involved me going through every single running back prospect since the year 2010. I haven't really slept or eaten well or talked to my wife very much, which I'm sure she enjoys, and I've kind of thrown myself into this, trying to find commonalities, finding a metric by which I can gauge breakout success. And you know what's interesting is I couldn't find any. I began to look around, and sure enough, Rotoviz and Player Profiler and all the other big-name companies, they, too, didn't really have a surefire way of hitting on Devi running backs. Why is that? Let's answer that question by taking you back in time to the year 2019 in the NFL Draft. We're going to be looking at two running backs on two very different career paths. Two running backs who were both SEC backs, both came from backfields in top 15 offenses. Both of them had NFL counterparts playing with them in the backfield, and both of them were 5'9", 210 pounds. Player one was, as was aforementioned, an SEC running back, 5'9", 210 pounds, who ran a 40 and a 4 five, one putting him in the 76th percentile among running backs. He had a high speed score, a high spark score, and his college production was off the charts. Again, against SEC defenses, he, as a true freshman, ran over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. That was one-upped by the year uh, before he declared in 2018, when he had 271 attempts for nearly 1,800 yards and 18 touchdowns, averaging 6.5 yards per carry. All of those were some of the best in the SEC. In fact, he led the SEC in rushing yards. He led the SEC in rushing touchdowns. He led the SEC in touchdowns from scrimmage and yards from scrimmage. In fact, he's 19th career SEC rusher. He's 17th career SEC yards from scrimmage. And on and on and on it goes. He was a proven value. Many NFL draft sites gave him a second round NFL grade. And he had everything going for him. His NFL prospect, uh, the running back prospect lab provided by Rotoviz, gave him a projected percentile score historically of a 64%, putting him alongside the following names. Kareem Hunt, Le'Veon Bell, Alex Collins, Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray, and Trent Richardson. A lot of them, some of the best prospects the NCAA has given off. Player two, on contrast of that, again, SEC running back, again, crowded, much more crowded than player one, but even the opportunities he was given on the field, he never really did anything with. He never went over 640 rushing yards in his entire NCAA career. And given his opportunity, he should have popped. He usually only came in at the end of games when when his team was blowing out the opponent. He usually was playing against tired defenses with gaping holes. So you should expect that he would have averaged, what, six, seven, eight, nine yards a carry? Well, no. He averaged f- five yards a carry. Well, well, surely surely he had a lot of broken tackles, right? Actually, one of the worst broken tackle rates in the entire NCA, 111th. Well, he must have been fast. No, he ran a 4.69, which is 23rd percentile. He wasn't even athletic enough to qualify for a spark score. He literally had nothing. On player one, his running back prospect lab gave him a grade of 14, putting him alongside great NFL prospects such as Dimitri Nance, Dennis Johnson, Lionel Hamilton, Jarvis James, Dare, Angun Bawale, and Joe Banyard. This guy had no hope of an NFL future. Yet, player one was drafted in the sixth round and is fighting for a roster spot in Cincinnati right now. His name is Travion Williams, out of Texas A&M. Player two, on the other hand, is Josh Jacobs, the starting running back for the Oakland Raiders. And I didn't understand why. I mean, surely there must be a metric that I'm missing. So I went through and looked at their combine scores. Literally every single combine drill Travion Williams outproduced, Josh Jacobs. Okay, Well, well, there must be something else. I looked off the field. Maybe Travion Williams had some issues. No, actually... Travion Williams was great. It was Josh Jacobs who had some off-the-field issues. Uh, Okay, well, maybe it was their high school profiles. Maybe the NFL just really liked the the profile of Josh Jacobs. Well, Josh Jacobs came out of high school as a three-star recruit, one of the lowest running backs that Alabama ever selected, or has selected under Nick Saban. He had a .87 composite score. Travion Williams, on the other hand, a four-star athlete with a .89 nearly a five-star. I looked at their high school production. Maybe that's that's the secret. Maybe just Josh Jacobs did something in high school that really stuck out to these NFL scouts and they, just, they wanted to give him a shot at the next level. And he was, again, outperformed in every single way by Travion Williams. Travion Williams went to a bigger school in a harder conference with higher-level competition and ran for more yards, more rushing touchdowns, caught for more and more receiving yards and more receiving touchdowns than Josh Jacobs. Literally, no metric gives Josh Jacobs the edge. Except for one draft position. That's it. He's slower. He wasn't as explosive. He had a worse broken tackle record, despite the fact that he was only running against defenses after they were beaten by the likes of Derrick Henry. All Josh Jacobs had to do was run over FCC defenders who have been abused for three quarters, and he couldn't even do that well. And yet, for reasons unknown to the universe, the Oakland Raiders decided to select Josh Jacobs in the first round of the 2019 NFL Draft. He was given a fourth round grade by most every NFL Draft site. On air, if you were watching, Josh Jacobs' name was mentioned and you saw the commentators desperately flipping through their binders trying to find where their profile was on Joshua Jacobs. This revealed a couple of things to me. One, running back is not predictive in Debbie. It's just not. I mentioned that study that I've been doing. I went through every NFL um, running back one in fantasy. There were 61 of them from the year 2010 on. Excuse me, 2015 on, which would have been the 2010 uh, recruiting class on. And 78.68% of them came from Power Five schools. So there's a predictive metric, I guess. Focus on the Power Five. That gives you five conferences to try to take a dart throw on. I thought maybe one conference was more effective than the other. That wasn't really true. SEC with 21%, Big Ten with 18%, ACC 18%, Pac-12 14%. I guess Big 12 uh, came in last there at 11%. So there's that. I looked at maybe there was it was five stars. Maybe coming out of high school it was the five stars that really got drafted, and, and that wasn't necessarily true. I looked at maybe it was certain schools. Maybe Alabama just is really good at turning out, uh, running back ones. And they actually didn't have a higher ranking than other schools. In fact, the schools that had the best, believe it or not, were Big Ten schools. So literally there wasn't any metric there I could find, commonality I could find, except for one, it's draft capital. With run, with wide receivers, which we'll talk about next week, there are five statistics that if a, if a Debbie prospect can hit all five, they have an 88% chance of breaking out in the NFL. With running backs, the highest commonality, uh, the best set of variables I could create for a, a sustainable metric gave you me about a 41% breakout rating. That's it. So I, was only, I could only predict it about 41% of the times. The only thing that matters is draft capital. So here's the good news. The good news is that on our rookie drafts, it's actually really easy to hit who's gonna be a good player. Find running backs selected in the first two and a half rounds and draft them and they probably hit. But in Debbie, good luck. My advice to you, you do what you want. You're a grown person. But my advice on this Debbie Dimes, don't trust prospects in Debbie that are running backs because they're non-predictive. Because you might have a Travion Williams, and for four years that looks like an absolute incredible investment up until the point that Josh Jacobs gets drafted first and Travion Williams gets drafted in the sixth. Because you don't know. You just don't know. That 2019 year is, is really important for me, analytically at least, because it proves that there is no commonality between success and running backs. Miles Sanders, a backup to Saquon Barkley, gets drafted in the first round. You have Josh Jacobs, a backup to backups, who was drafted in the first round. And true analytical stars didn't amount to anything. If the NFL was going to, if it was like wide receivers where there was predictive metrics, the following running backs would be some of the best in the NFL right now. Mark Walton, Justice Hill, Eno Benjamin, Travion Williams, and Rodney, which that's another story all in and of itself. But these guys aren't. Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, those are the guys that are standing out. Not because they were bigger, faster, stronger. Not because they were more explosive or had a better um, combine profile. Not because they really even deserved it. But because some team gave them draft capital. So, lesson to learn. Don't trust heavy running backs. Just draft the ones that are drafted highest in the NFL draft. Don't fall in love with profiles. Don't fall in love with analytical statistics of running backs because chances are they're not sticky. Don't even fall in love with tape. Don't even fall in love with similar differences because you never know what the NFL is going to do next. This ends the most depressing and sad version of Debbie Dimes that we're going to have. I look forward to next week when we finally talk about a position that is predictive, and that's the wide receivers. Good old wide receivers, trusty and reliable. That's the way I like it. Peace.